Hello everyone, welcome back to the Cheat Gacho USA show. Episode number 36, the last podcast of 2021 is here. Um, we are filming on December 30th, so one year before New Year's Eve. Um, and in this episode, I'll be just covering the season awards and what I feel was the best moments of 2021 for Cheetadella. Uh, a lot went on this year, um, lots of highs, lots of lows, um, heartbreaks, we had everything this year, and um, I think in this podcast, we're going to rewind a little bit and uh, visit the best moments and also tell you um, three players that I thought um, deserve some attention and uh, some season awards. So uh, before we start, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at USA and visit our website at com for more about Chitadella. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Uh, before I start, I want to let you know, just real quick update, um, some news came out yesterday that um, the stadiums in Italy will be reduced to 50% capacity. Um, it was a decision by, I believe, the Italian authorities um, due to rise in COVID cases across Italy. All stadiums uh, will be reduced to 50%, so we went from 75 to 50% uh, when the leak resumes uh, in like two weeks. Uh, this goes from Syria, I believe. I believe in every stadium, actually. Um, indoors is a little bit different, but um, as you know, the tombolato is outdoors, so we'll be at fifty percent. Um, I don't know how much this will affect Cittadella because, um, I mean, with the seventy seven thousand capacity that we have at the tombolato, um, it gets about a thousand, two thousand a match. So I don't know if it's going to be greatly affected. But um, we'll see. That's just, I wanted to give you a little bit update. There's not much uh, news going on about uh, Cittadella or Serie B. Uh, so that's kind of the only news I have right now. Um, obviously, we have two more weekends to hold off until we get our game against Cosenza on the 15th. So um, with that being said, let's get right into... The awards as this is the last podcast of 2021 uh 2021 it's been quite a wild year uh once again we fell short in the playoffs in may to venezia um it still s sticks in the minds of us um still the loss is still very fresh uh, i'm sure is to other fans and players but um <clears throat> Yeah, we'll get a little bit into that match in a little bit as we rewind. But first, I want to um, give you my player awards, season awards, to um, three players that I thought really, really stood out this year, um, really um, was a standout, and what I think is going to be a, a not keep an eye out on in these uh, next few months. So, and for the next year, obviously. So, um, this... Here is my best player award. The best player that I thought was uh, from 2021, uh, from Cittadella, this from all the way to January, uh, all the way till now. The, bliss, the best player I thought was Enrico Baldini. Um, Enrico Baldini, he was signed last January transfer window. Uh, so he was only here for half a season last campaign. But um, so far this season, He's been arguably the most important player for uh, Cittadella. Um, the way he runs the midfield, kind of playing as a false nine, but um, 
really, I think he's just, when you, you have to see him play, just the way he um, carries, I'm, I'm maybe not say carry, but just the way he um, just builds the Chitadella attack, I think is just wonderful. Um, coming from a lower tier team in Serichi, uh, Fano, it's, he wasn't really heard of until he came in in January. Had a little bit of a slow start, but as you know, he scored that uh, memorable match against Monza. Hat-trick uh, May 17th, so that was his high. Uh, he's also has 7 goals this season. He has 12 goals on the year in 38 games. Um, and now I think he's probably the most important player, just because... When he's not on the field, you could definitely see that uh, Cittadella's attack is a bit lacking, although that Miko Antonucci does a good job of filling in that spot. Uh, so Baldini, I feel, has been the best player. You can make a bit arguments for Antonucci, although I think he came in a bit late to uh, really steal it, but I think he has a good chance of doing it next year. Um, I thought Alessio Vita was very, very well in the midfield as well. Um, Davide Adorni, obviously very good in the back line. And even Federico Proia, which I, I believe if, if he stayed one more year at Cittadella, I think he would have had this award. But Baldini, best player of the year. Um, most surprising, here's my second award, the most surprising player of the year that really stood out to me and really um, a bit shocked me and really surprised what I, I thought was going to be was Elan Castrati, a goalkeeper, 15 clean sheets all year uh, in 38 games, similar to Baldini. Um, people forget that at the start of the year in um, January and February, and even in March, um, Castrati was not a starter. He was actually uh, the second goalkeeper in Cittadella. Luca Maniero was the first goalkeeper. Um, but Castrati made his way into the starting 11 and eventually now is the goalkeeper for the number one. Uh, he got his chance. I believe Venturato came, um, I believe he gave him a chance like in March and even in January. But um, I think he really grabbed his chance and really held on to it and made a good case for, for him to be the number one. And that's what he did from about April on. April until now, I, he's been the number one. Um, Maniero's been dropped back down to the number two position in the goalkeeping. But um, Elan Castrati, I believe his performances really have been um, surprising and really in a good way, obviously. But he's made some really, really critical saves in the past. Um, just, it, 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 it kind of shocks me because... He was, he was originally signed as a backup, but um, we really got a bargain on this deal. So, uh, fifteen clean sheets on the year. I think it's uh, he could have had more, but um, just the saves that he has been making, he's really saved Cittadella a lot in um, this past year. So that's what I put as the most surprising. Um, last and final award of the season, I go to the most exciting. Um, player, and that player is Mikro Antonucci. Uh, most exciting because he's still very, very young, 22 years old, I believe. Uh, so 
he was signed this summer for a low period. Um, he w- he wasn't getting much playing time at Salernitana. Um, his contract in Portugal was terminated due to him using too much TikTok, and so he was signed. We we knew he was an ex Roma Primavera player. He actually got some minutes for Roma in Serie A and even in the Champions League. Uh, so, but we knew we. I don't know if fans expected him to really um, perform like he is now, but um, I think he's really showing his worth, and he's definitely playing like he's there to prove something wrong, and he's really has a real chip on his shoulder, and that's certainly how he's playing. Two goals, six assists in um, the league so far, 18 matches in, so... I believe, I really think uh, his style makes the Cittadella attack as well as um, the link of play with Baldini. Um, if he could keep this up, I really believe that he'll, he could be the season MVP, whether we go to Serie A or not. Um, if he keeps up this uh, goal run, assist run, if he keeps becoming a critical player for Cittadella, I believe he might get the season MVP. Just... Uh, I know that Cittadella does the best Granada, Granada, Granada player of the year at the end of the season. But even for me, I believe if he keeps this up, he'd probably get the MVP. Or he'll have a similar competition to Enrico Baldini. So those are my season awards for the year. Do you agree with me? Uh, I don't know. But we'll see uh, how these uh, awards link up in the next year so now let's get into the best moments of the year this was created by me i thought of the best moments that happened this year in the calendar year obviously uh with number i did the top five um five being or one being the best so i'll read you the list from starting from number five and then we'll make our way down to number one i'll give a short summary of what i said uh, number five, I put, it was actually our second game of the year. Uh, the Ogunseye beat up a Zara goal. It would happen on January 9th against Reggiana. Um, really, really bizarre goal if you um, watched it. Both Ogunseye and Vita struck the ball at the same time. And really from opposite points, if you uh, flipped Vita on the other side, it would make the same shape as Ogunseya. <laughs> it's it was really interesting. Ogunseya definitely got the ball first, so that's why it goes down as his goal. But um, it really was a uh, quite quite a bizarre goal, I would say. Um, it was after Proya's first goal of the um, of the year. So Ogunseya Vita, that's number five. I thought it was a brilliant moment. Uh, number four, we have the 3-0 comeback at Brescia. It happened a month later at the Ricamonti. Uh, 3-0 down at halftime. It was a really uh, poor performance up until that point. But with some substitutions Venturato made, uh, Cittadella fought back to a 3-3 draw at the Ricamonti. Domenico Ferrari scored, uh, I believe, his first goal of the of his Cittadella career. Uh Enrico Baldini also scored his first Cittadella goal. 
and um, Mario Kajulu had an absolute rocket um, comeback within, oh man, I want to say we scored in the 58th minute, uh, so, no, no, we scored in the, the 62nd minute, and we equalized in the 84th, so, with that, with that being said, we came back in 22 minutes, if I'm not doing the math wrong, 22 minutes, we came back from 3-0 down, a very, very great game, it actually, um, proved to be a very critical point come the end of the season, um, we only edged Brescia in sixth place, in sixth place by one point, and that made all the difference between playing at home and playing away. So, very very important road result there. Third, we have the signing of Enrico Baldini. I kind of already explained this by um, my season award, the best player of the year. Um, Enrico Baldini signed uh, last year uh, in January. Very, very critical player for us. Very important. He showed his worth. Best game uh, coming against Monza in the playoffs. Um, I kind of already explained the rest on how he's a critical player and how he could shape up to be in 2022. Um, number two, I've said a new era begun in Cittadella on the summer. Uh, so, as you know, we lost to Venezia in May. It uh, meant the departure of Manuel Iori, his retirement, um, just his, uh, he left us as captain. Uh, so, uh, yeah, is uh, Manuel Iori's retirement was just, it kind of marked a new era. And as well as uh, Roberto Venturato's departure it marked uh, a new beginning in Cittadella. Venturato came six years uh, ago when we got relegated to Serie C and uh, Manuel Iori has been with us forever and his retirement meant that a new captain was going to be have to be made uh, which was which is Adorni now and Gorini was promoted as um, head coach after being uh, the assistant coach for many years so it marks a new time. Um, it's different and much, much different Cittadella than it was just even a year ago, or even half a year ago, if you're, um, to be honest. But uh, I'm excited for this new era. I think we have a lot of uh, good players, as uh, Antonucci, Ovonquo, Baldini, um, Toncada, when he's healthy. Toncada is a very helpful and useful player. So it's uh, definitely going to be... An interesting period next two three years i'm really excited what of what we're gonna bring so uh that moment in the summer of those signings of the new players and with venturato's departure with iori's retirement it really marks a new era for Cittadella, and i'm really excited to see what that era has to produce so and we're currently living in it so we're making history as we go and uh that being said, with uh, we have one more um, best moment, and I believe this is the best moment of 2021, and that is the playoff run. Uh, this happened last May. Going into the playoffs, we were very we were struggling. Chitadel only won five times in the second half of the season. Uh, that stretched all the way back to January. Um, it was 
it was against Brescia. They've been climbing up the table. Uh, Federico Proia scored a header that made it 1-0. Um, that got us through the first round and set up a semifinal round playoff match. Two legs against Monza. Monza was definitely favorites to win this by a lot. Uh, they've been favorites all season to win promotion um, with the likes of Mario Balotelli, Kevin Prince Boateng, Carlos Augusto, and Dani Mota, as well as others. Um, they were really poised to win promotion to Serie A. <clears throat> so the first leg on uh, May 17th, uh, Baldini, hat-trick. Um, I don't think you could ever forget that. <laughs> um, fantastic night. I believe it was one of the best nights ever in the club's history. Um, just the way that we played just was probably the best performance, the best result and the best performance that you could have asked for. Um, just mass, absolute masterclass by Venturato and all his players. But Baldini really stole the show with his hat trick. Cittadella held off Monza three days later in um, uh, Monza at the U Power Stadium. 2-0. Monza made it very, very nervy for us fans. I still remember watching that, those final 10 minutes. Oh my god, those were some very, very intense moments. Um, but it set up a final match against Venezia. Uh, Venezia was coming in against Chievo. They won in a very uh, tr dramatic win in uh, against Chievo-Verona, which happened to be their last match as a club. Um Venezia also defeated Lecce over two legs. They held off Lecce at the Via del Mare, which set up a two-legged match for against Cittadella, which um, ended in a 1-0 win for Venezia at the Tombolato, first leg. Um, nothing really came of Cittadella in that match. Not much attack. Frank Tajud had one opportunity that he really should have scored, but Venezia held strong. It set up the match on... Uh, May 27th. Now, what I remember about this match was I was calm during the match or leading up to the match. Um, we knew that we had to win 2 nothing, or any score by two goals, we would be through because of the way Serie B likes to do it. it. Um, they, because Cittadella finished below Venezia on the table, Venezia would go through even if with a tie on aggregate. So we, we couldn't win 1-0. We had to win 2-0 or 3-1, 4-1, uh, 4-2. We had to win by two goals, So at least. So going in, I was very, very calm, unlike the matches against Brescia and Monza, where I was on edge, just because we didn't have anything to lose in this. Uh, we were going in as underdogs, but Manuel Iori threaded needle to get Proya in and he scored 1-0 with about 27 minutes on the clock um Venezia got a red card they were down to 10 men for about an hour of the match um but Cittadella pounded on pressure um but as you know it was not enough um Manuel Iori crying at the end of the match um really broke all of our hearts um but it was a brave fight and th i think that's what football is all about just those highs and lows um like on that thursday of the final against venezia just a week ago i was rejoicing we were all rejoice rejoicing on um, the greatest moments of the season 
when we beat Monza, when we beat uh, Silvio Berlusconi's team, when we knocked them out of the playoffs, and we were really two games away from Serie A. Uh, so, and then the next week, obviously, we lose against Venezia. We went from the highest moment to the low. But overall, that playoff run was just so, so fun just to cover and to support. Just seeing it all unfold in front of my own eyes. Um, it was just really something special. And that year was unique because there was no fans in attendance and there was no spectators in the stands to really give it an, a different energy. But we were making our own stories behind closed doors and we will never forget that time period. Hopefully we'll never have to play with no fans again. Uh, hopefully the stadium will always be full. But that was definitely a unique moment and I believe uh, it's always something that we'll always remember even though it didn't have a happy ending. I think it was still a great moment and we should look at that as a, a very, very cool moment in the history even though it didn't um, end the way that we wanted to. But when we do get promotion or whenever we do, whether it's in the next year, whether it's five years, 10 years, 20 years, we'll always look back on this and um, really smile. And I think it's it was a great moment in our history. Just covering that was just a blast. So that was my best moment of the season. Those best moments of the season, I would say. And I've covered the season awards. So um, that being said, I'm just going to quickly go over the schedule for um, the first week of 2022. The first week of 2022, I'm actually going to be off for podcasts. Um, no podcast, just simply because I don't believe there's much to talk about. Um, now, something may happen, and I'll probably look a bit dumb by saying this, but um, it is what it is. I will be back on Monday, the January 10th. That'll be the first podcast of 2022. It'll be kind of a catch-up to for any news that happens from on this point to January 10th. Um, and we'll be back on the 14th of January, just the day before against um, the day before the match against Kosesna. So we'll preview that. Uh, but next podcast, the first podcast of 2022 is going to be on January 10th. It's going to be kind of a catch up on any news. And then obviously on the 14th, we'll cover, we'll preview the match against Cosesda. Um, and with that being said, I'm going to end it here. And that's going to be the last podcast of uh, 2021. It's been quite remarkable that I've done uh, 36 podcasts in just half a year. But um, I'm really excited for what next year's has to come. Um, it's either going to be a great year for Cittadella or where we um, gain promotion or whatever, or it's going to be another disappointing year or I don't know what's going to happen. So we'll have to see. This is the part of uh, the best part about being a second division fan of a local club. I really do enjoy this and um, thank you for supporting um, this channel, this podcast and um, just everything I do. I'm just trying to do the best I can for Cittadella abroad. And uh, yeah, just just solely for the 
love of this club and for the sake of football. So uh, anyway, that's uh, going to be it for today. Uh, I hope you have a happy new year. Um, hope you have um, great celebrations in the um, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Um, have a great year or I wish you the best for uh, 2022 and I will see you on Monday January 10th for the next the podcast the first podcast of 2022 and with that being said I'm closing off 2021 and so have a good New Year's have a good uh, holidays and as always Forza Cheetah